Hey, welcome to Women With Books. I have a great guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Alexis Daria and I am a contemporary romance writer living in New York City. And we are so excited about your, I use the royal we, <laughs> that's just me here today. Um, we're so, I'm so excited about your new debut releasing on October 3rd. It's called Take the Lead and it's part of a new series about uh, dance. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um, competitive dancers. Like, is it like Dancing with the Stars? And does yeah, everyone a little bit. ask you that? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, they are on a reality TV dance competition. Although, the first book they're on the show, and in the second book they're in the off season. Oh. And how did you get the idea for this, this series? Uh, well, I'm a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice that I live tweet it um, every episode, both seasons of the year. <laughs> and I have a lot of opinions about it. Um, and I had wanted to write some shorts just inspired by some of the dances that they've done on the show because they do a really good job with telling stories through the dance. And then I also wanted to write about this other Alaskan reality show that I thought would be really funny, but I couldn't figure out how to make them work. And I just had too many things on my plot bunny radar. Right. Like dancing, friend... dancing in Alaska. Or... <laughs> yeah. Like how, how do I do this? And at first they were two separate ideas. And then a friend on Twitter, Sasha Devlin, was like, well, why don't you combine your ideas? And I was like, oh, I have it. So Take the Lead was born. Take the Lead is born. And so it's, um, is it set in New York or is it set in L.A.? It, they are in New York for a little bit. They're in Alaska for a little bit. But most of the time they're in Los Angeles. And have you been to Alaska? I have not been to Alaska, but I've been to L.A. a lot of times. <laughs> You just watched what, which which Alaskan TV show was it? Uh, I we sometimes cross a lot of them in channel surfing here, okay. but the one that I had been watching and I was like, this is fascinating was Alaskan Bush People. Okay, I know we used to watch um, the gold one, and I don't remember. Yeah, that was that was kind of interesting for a while, and until you know it was like obvious they were never going to get the gold that they wanted to get yeah. <laughs> it was very bad storytelling we needed a yeah. we needed a, a plot there um and then the one about where they're like homesteaders is that the bush people one where they have to like there's that one but then there's one where they might actually really live there um i can't remember what it's called now though okay and um and then the second book in the series is also, does it have the same characters or is it a new couple and a new dance? It's a new off? couple, but they are both in the first book. Okay. She is one of the other pro dancers on the show and he's one of the judges. Oh, so mm -hmm. he has the dancing, he knows what to do with his dancing moves. Oh yeah, he, he knows how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you also love dancing movies? I do. I love Dancicles. Which one is your favorite? Um, I was trying to think about this the other day. I really like um, Step Up, the first one. Although if any of them are on the TV, I'll watch them because they just have great dance numbers. Um, but the first one with Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan, his now wife, um, is really fun. Um, also Stomp the Yard. Um, I caught the end of You Got Served the other day on TV. <laughs> It's so funny, but the dances are also really great. Um, 
So you weren't a dancer. Yeah, there's just so many. Were you a dancer yourself in a previous life or, or in your youth? No, my background's actually in art. Okay. But I went to a performing arts school. I did dance for a little bit when I was a kid, um, I think as most little girls probably do, mm-hmm. if their mothers make them, um, which mine did. And I don't know, for some reason it was easier for me to slip my head into what it might be like to be a professional dancer than... I don't know, probably like working in an office or something, um, because I understand the creative aspect. Um, a bunch of my cousins are dancers, so they definitely got text messages throughout the writing of this book. I love it. And they live in California. So I was like, where would they rehearse this thing? I love um, that you, you have this job that your research involves Channing Tatum movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, let's think of reality TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, also, I have to give a shout out to Magic Mike Double XL, oh. a great danceable okay. in its own right. Yes. Again, what a great job you have. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, okay, just on a side note, I love how Channing Tatum will just, he'll still bust out the dance moves and not even just in movies, like in interviews and talk shows, you know, yeah. all of a sudden he's like, red carpet. Yeah. He's like, let me show you what I can do. And I'm like, I love that you're still owning the dance. I think he probably just can't keep still. Oh yeah, I think that's a good point. A like, it. like he gets awkward. And he's like, I can do a dance move. <laughs> <laughs> he just—he's one of those people who just really likes being in motion. Which is something I can't do though. <laughs> like, it's oh, never neither. going to be me. Like, I don't know what to say, so let me dance for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would not go as well if I tried that. There's a reason why we're writers. We we yeah. put our words someplace else. Um, but you were a Golden Heart finalist this year for this book. Yes. Uh, congratulations. Yes. I think Thank we you. cheered very loudly for you. Yeah, you guys are at awesome. The luncheon. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. And um, and for those that don't know, do you want to explain what the Golden Heart is and what it means? Sure. Um, RWA, the Romance Writers of America, have a contest on the Uh, national level there are many local chapter contests but the national contest level um, designations I guess are the Rita and the Golden Heart and the Rita is for published books and the Golden Heart is for authors who have not yet published so um, you enter and if you're a finalist um, they treat you pretty great Um, we got a party and we got certificates and networking event and they kind of take all of the golden heart finalists right when they get announced and put them all into this group together which I wasn't expecting and it was really lovely um you know because there's like 39 of us I think so we have um google hangout group that's going all the time and we have a facebook group and an email group and um there's the golden network which is a chapter for former golden heart finalists which is really wonderful because there's so many um amazing authors in that group and you just have access to them through this Facebook group where you could just ask questions and people who know the answer will come in and tell you um, and they did a treat a retreat at the national conference too that was really fun um, so yeah it was it was a great experience um, I it was my first year entering the Golden Heart um, I kind of used the deadline for it as my deadline to get this book done on January 11th and I was like well whatever happens I have to have this book done by that date um, 
so I could send it in. And then I also sent all my queries that day, too. Oh, my gosh. This has been a great... I did not realize that... Okay. So you... Your queries to agents. Yeah. So you finished the book, and you just said... You just pulled the Band-Aid off, and you said, I'm going to send this to agents and the Golden Heart and see what's going to happen. Well, yeah. Well, I had been querying a different book last year and I'd sent that to about 50 agents and I had entered contests and done pitching events and mentor contests and all that kind of stuff Um, and I was getting some good feedback but it was really of the like we like this but it's going to be a hard sell what else do you have yes so I was like all right I either have to finish some of the other projects that are in the works or write something new and I had started take the lead as a a proposal a publisher had done an open call for proposals. So I was like, let me pull out one of the, um, let me do a contemporary romance and pull out one of the ideas that I have in my ideas file. Um, everybody has those, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very big, <laughs> large file. And I had about a month to develop the story, write the synopsis and the query and all of that and the first three chapters and send it in. Um, so last year after querying this other book and it not really going anywhere I tried revising a couple other projects and it just wasn't working and I gave myself a deadline for when I had to stop working on those and finish take the lead so that's what I did October 1st I was like all right I have to to finish take the lead I only have three chapters and between October 1st and January 11th I did the whole book I wrote it in the next three weeks and then took a couple weeks off to work on other things and then I had four weeks to revise it and send it out that's amazing and I mean writing a book at all is in less than six months I think is is huge and then you wrote it in like just two. <laughs> oh no sorry not three I didn't finish writing it in three weeks I finished writing it in like mm, seven weeks Still. maybe that's two months October and over the holidays yeah. you, were you doing were you doing oh my god yeah that was Rimo? hard yeah, I do NaNoWriMo okay. every year. I've been doing it since 2004, and um, I'm a municipal liaison for the New York City region. So you're like, you've been training for this, like Rocky style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is it. It really feels like <laughs> This yeah. is it. This is the big, this is the big show. Okay, yeah. so now, now what happened then? Did you, who'd you hear back from first? Agents or, or Golden Heart? Well, I already had a few um, full requests for the book by January because I had done um, I'd done some pitch sessions and I had entered a contest a chapter contest the Susanna um, which I ended up winning the grand prize for um, and I had requests through that as well so I sent out you know common wisdom for querying is you send out in batches of five or so um, which is what I did last year. And I had a spreadsheet with teams and, you know, I made it a game for myself basically. So I didn't cry every time. Um, <laughs> and this time I was so out of patience with that whole process. Oh, no. <laughs> and I felt, but I, I felt so much um, more strongly about this book and this query and the first pages and all of that, that I just sent it out to like um, a couple dozen that first day and then a little while later I was going to send it to 30 and then I chickened out and then I sent it I ended up sending out a few more later just because I got bored and I needed to hear back from people um, <laughs> I 
stop laughing. I just, I can relate. I can relate so well. <laughs> you know how it goes, like the silence, the silence is the worst. And I was getting a good response. Um, you know, I was getting requests. Um, I had people in contact with me, but it was still like seven weeks of me like slowly going crazy <laughs> over what was going to happen with this book. Um, and in the meantime, I had started to work on the second book because my critique partners were like, this book is going to sell and that's the next book you're going to have to write. Start it now. Um, and it just, just to give me something else to focus yeah. on. Um, and then I ended up getting a call from a publisher from one of those contests. Um, and they made me an offer. Uh, okay. You went, you know, you did. And that was what <laughs> so kicked everything off. It was off. all backwards. <laughs> I know. But I love it because that's what happens when you hustle. You know, you make things happen. Yeah. So you got the publisher and then did you send out an email to all the people who had the full or who had shown interest and said? I sent it to everybody that hadn't already rejected it or that hadn't timed out based on what okay. their time periods were on their website. Like if they say, if you don't hear from us within three weeks, consider it a no, I had taken them off already. So I replied to everybody else with offer of publication really big in the subject line and suddenly <laughs> everyone magic. gets back to you. Yeah, it was, um, it, it, I really feel like do the queries, but also find other ways to get your work in front of agents and editors if that's what you're looking to do. Like these chapter contests are a great way of doing that because A, um, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but um, entries are down across the board. So if you have a really yes. good, you know, first chapter or first three chapters, whatever they're asking for, you've got a good shot of making it into the finals. And then once you get into the finals, you look at who the final round judges are for that contest or for your category that you're entering your genre and then you automatically like you get in front of them and they have to look at it by a certain point good tips because I, I have heard that contests are down because a lot of people if they have something that's relatively polished and professional they might just go ahead and self-publish it instead of waiting for mm -hmm. contests and stuff like they used to but that is awesome that is such a great story and I, like I said I love that it shows you know, you got to hustle. If you, you want to reach your dreams, you're just mm -hmm. going to, you know, figure out a way to make it happen. So, and now exactly <laughs> a year after you decided to set a deadline for that book, you're going to be published with a really yeah. awesome cover, oh, wow, yeah. by the way, your covers are <laughs> Thank hot you. and just, just gorgeous. And really, I think get across the, the dance excitement and I think that's there's that's really cool to see in a cover that really gets across the tone of the novel thank you yeah that was really the goal was to create covers that um almost looked like a dance movie poster yes um and that had like those kind of bold colors and that sense of movement um and it was really hard to find models that, like I couldn't find any pictures with two models together Ugh. that fit who these characters were because for both of these books the heroines are Puerto Rican and I mean you know good luck <laughs> um, <laughs> and even with the second cover I found a model that I really liked for the character and she had tons of pictures on Shutterstock but then she was looking at the camera in all of them and it just, and like very static in her poses. And I was like, she's not going to work. I have to find somebody else. Well, I mean, so. did you try calling Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan? Because 
they would probably work. They they might have done. I don't it, know but, if Jenna's yeah. Puerto Rican, but if she no, was if she, she was looking <laughs> away from the camera with the hair, you know, we could maybe make it work. Okay. Yeah, a lot of hair hairography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you love about writing contemporary romance books or reading contemporary romance books? Or do you like to read other well, things? I well, I do. I really like writing paranormal, awesome. but that wasn't working out for me. So I was like, let me move into contemporary. Um, and I really love reading sci-fi romance. Um, the Ruby Dixon Ice Planet Barbarian series is like that's my my thing right now. I need to try that. Um, so many people have been oh, it's gushing so good. to me. <laughs> And really, I saw it and I was like, really? Really? But so many people recommended it. And I was like, all right, let me give it a try. And then I just couldn't put it down. Um, I know. Ice like Planet. I couldn't put it down. <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians. You're like, um, I, I mean, it makes me feel something, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> not sure what. Yeah. Um, but in terms of writing contemporary and reading contemporary, it's almost like a different set of challenges. Um, I think it's actually easier to write paranormal in a sense because you can just give them whatever kind of power or world building thing that you need to fit the kind of story that you want to tell whereas with contemporary you're confined by real world stuff and I had to do a lot more research for this book than I did even for the historical that I wrote which is probably never going anywhere um, just because you know, all of these different dance styles. And when I started to write it, I was like, oh, I watch Dancing with the Stars so much. I could totally do this. <laughs> and I, you know, it just brought so much more to the scenes when I did the research and incorporated little bits of the dance history and movement and the type of music, rather than just saying they moved across the floor, <laughs> um, you know, amidst all of their dialogue. Right. Yeah. I. So it was actually a lot of research. <laughs> I've thought that before about paranormal. I'll say it. I've said it a million times, but, you know, paranormal people, they can make people, they can make their characters, you know, invisible or, you know, they all of a sudden have, take a spell and they can read somebody's brain and, and, um, but we can't do that in contemporary. So it's, nope, they have to talk it out. (laughs) Oh, so frustrating. Get past all the feelings. Well, um, besides ice. Wait, Ice Planet Barbarian series. Um, have there been any other things that you've read lately that you're recommending or that have been recommended to you? Um, yeah, I so I just took a vacation. Um, I've had three deadlines this month. This has been the summer of deadlines um, because we're putting both books out this year. And I took a vacation just for a few days in between deadlines. Um, and I was like, I'm going to stay off social media. I'm turning all the notifications off on my phone and I'm just going to hang out and read um, with the people that we were staying with, some family friends. Um, it was this woman's 95th birthday. So I was like, I'm just going to hang out with her and we're going to watch all of the old 1950s Western TV shows and romantic comedies that she wants to watch, um, which was great. But I also got a lot of reading done and some writing. It's amazing what you can do when you shut off the internet. Really? Maybe um, I should try that. <laughs> it's hard, though. <laughs> Um, Because what if you have to look something up? um, Well, I was allowed to use Google. Okay. (laughs) And text messages. I wasn't like completely off the grid. (laughs) What did I read? So I started reading um, An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole. 
and I read Cabin Fever by Audra mm-hmm. North, and I think it's called Cowboy Rising by Mia Hopkins, and they were all super fun. Um, An Extraordinary Union is a full-length book, but the other two are shorter novellas, which is kind of what I was going for. I wasn't there a whole bunch of days, and I wanted to get through some books, and they were just really cute, sexy, fun stories. Um, One was technically a holiday novella, um, and the other one is Cowboys in California, and uh, and then Alyssa's book, of course, is the Civil War historical, but yeah, I would so I would recommend all of those. Those are amazing. I've read Alyssa's, and um, I'm just a, I, I when I was a kid, I was really into Civil War history because I was a big nerd. So reading that just <laughs> took me back, and and it was great to see a, a romance and a mystery. I mean, it's kind of a spy story there. Yeah, it's it's like a spy yeah. caper too, and set in a place where I hadn't visited, honestly, I hadn't visited Civil War um, times in a long time in my book, so it was it was neat to get back there and, and to read that. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about was um, you, along with uh, three other authors, C.L. Polk, Kimberly Bell, and Robin Lutt, I think, are those correct, are the mm-hmm. hosts of um, something on Twitter called hashtag RWChat. And um, do y'all talk about book recommendations there, or what would y'all like to talk about there? And I should say, RW Chat stands for Romance Writers Chat. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so I've, I've been t- able to get in and out, but I haven't. I'm not always there because Sunday nights are super. I know. It's, it's a hard <sighs> time <for> period. <laughs> <laughs> um, we so RW Chat is a weekly Twitter chat for romance writers. Every week at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, we meet for an hour to talk about a topic related to being a romance writer. Um, so this yesterday, um, we just did a chat on hooks. So we talked about writing hooks, like um, hooking the reader through the blurb or the cover or your first line of the book or chapter endings, things like that. Um, we have talked about things like full month of marketing chats in May. We talk about a lot of writer life chats, um, you know, setting goals and balancing your time management with family and friends and all the other things you do. Um, And it's just, it's a really great community and anybody who wants to participate just hops onto the hashtag on Twitter at that time and we just chat for an hour. We tweet out around seven or eight questions. people reply to them and have tons of side conversations which we encourage sometimes they keep going after the hour ends sometimes people will come back and answer the questions later Um, and the idea behind it was to create this space where romance writers could meet to talk even if they can't be a member of RWA or if they don't have a local chapter or for whatever reason they can't access it so they would still have a place to come to meet and talk with other romance writers the only requirement is that you have to be able to learn how to use twitter um and (laughs) you know it's not really a promotional space it's just a place for genuine connection but at the same time you're creating content for your twitter stream because a lot of people i think are like okay i understand i have to have twitter but how do i use it how am i you know what do i put out there so for at least an hour we're giving you something to put out there Do you have any readers that are 
hanging around or, or yeah we have um actually a few reviewers and librarians um who are sometimes chat regulars sometimes we will ask them like hey can you stop by for this particular chat or can you write us a guest blog post um like franny at nbpl romance and um um cm rose i think she goes by christina maria rose um mm-hmm. and they have been really good resources for us as well and you know members of the community I, and I think I think it would definitely be something that readers would be interested in because I've, like I said, I've poked my nose in afterwards. Usually, I see it on my feed and I go, "What did they talk about?" And sometimes mm-hmm. there's really good discussions about tropes, um, favorite tropes, underused tropes, yeah. <laughs> overused tropes, <laughs> and and just little mm-hmm. things about story that I think um, readers would be would be intrigued. And would want to share their opinions about too, because if you're a big reader, about all the book stuff, yeah, opinions about all, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. Um. So besides, well, I think we might have already covered this, but what genre? You said you mentioned uh, that you have written historical in the past. Would you go more historical if you had to pick a different genre? I would do paranormal. Normal. Um, I wrote the historical, and it was the first romance novel I'd written. It wasn't the first book I'd written, but the first romance novel. Um, and it's not... Um, so my background is Puerto Rican on my mom's side, and I would have to do mm-hmm. a lot more research to be able to figure out how to incorporate that in a historical setting. And, and I, I probably shouldn't admit this, but history was my worst subject in school. I hate doing history research. <laughs> so I wrote, the the first one I wrote was a Regency historical because I had read a lot in that time period and I had read more about that time period than some of the others. And I, you know, there's so much of that in the romance genre. So I was like, let me write one. Um, but even that was hard. Like I wanted to write what type of cloud, the, the heroine is an artist. So she was drawing the clouds at one point. She's doing landscape paintings. And I was like, okay, what kind of cloud? And then I was like, wait a second, did they have the cloud distinctions yet? Like cirrus and cumulus and stuff. And I had to oh. look it up. And it was like, they had just determined them that year, but she wouldn't have known that. Like, so I couldn't oh use it. Oh my gosh. And it was that kind of stuff. So I don't know that I would I would do much more historical. Um, I did have the idea for that series. It would have been four books. And maybe I'll come back to it at some point. But um I'm more excited about some of the contemporary ideas that I have. Um, I'm currently plotting out some more dance-off stories and um, these paranormal stories that I have. Cool. I know. I'm get, I get a paranormal twitch every once in a while. Just like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if you could just kind of go yeah. balls out and <laughs> like create something just crazy. Um, but I, whether it's you or not, I just want the to put it out into the universe that I would love a Puerto Rican historical romance. So, you know, let's, yeah. let's spread the word and whoever wants to grab that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I would read it. <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe Miss Beverly Jenkins can, can find her, you know. Her, in one of her characters. 
apprentice, her Puerto Rican apprentice. Well, she's got a series with, <laughs> um, I too. think they are half Mexican ranchers in California, the Destiny series. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I read I the, that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking about. I was like, she's yeah. almost there, but on the opposite side in, in the Caribbean and someone else you know because she's she i know she'd probably be like i have have stories (laughs) i'm sure she's got ideas (laughs) yeah so i'm just like some she can take it and say you know you or maybe you alexis you should but i understand the the research part would probably take is you'd probably have to move there for like six months which would be well i thought of doing that in the past (laughs) not six months i thought of moving there for like a month um just to do an immersion with the language again um and I have family members yeah. there that I could stay with and friends. Um, I just the timing has never worked out for me to just take off for a month. But I've thought about it. Yeah, man, Lindsay. Now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> when am I going to write this book? It's fine. I know it'll come. You know, like I think that sometimes stories just they they bide their yeah. time, and when the time is right, and you've gotten some other maybe you've got to get these other stories out of the way first. And then the time you'll you'll pick up something one day and be like, now mm-hmm. now is the time for that for that story that needs to be told. All right. Well, are you ready for something I like to call the lightning Ooh, round? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> are you ready? Okay. Um, don't worry. I'm gonna. It's like multiple choice here. Okay. What do you prefer, dark or milk chocolate? Milk. Coffee or tea? Tea. When your phone rings, do you answer it? Uh, my phone doesn't ring <laughs> because it's always on do not disturb. Oh, nice. That is a good uh, tip. <laughs> so usually, no. well, actually, if it's buzzing, it's only ever my father or my boyfriend. There you go. Because <laughs> they're listed in the favorites. And everybody else just texts me first. Uh, so, yes, I suppose so. Honestly, everyone should really text first. <laughs> just like, yes. even if you're about to call, just give me a text that you're about to call. I can't get either of them to do it. <laughs> I tried. I guess they're kind of important in your life. Yeah. You have to pay attention <laughs> to them. Yeah, I gotta see what they want and <sighs> need. Mm. All right. Uh, how do you usually waste time on the internet when you're not turning it off? Oh, my off? God. <laughs> Um, I waste so much time on Twitter, like just scrolling and like chatting. And, um, I also have a, a few Google Hangout groups going like with the RW chat ladies and with the other golden heart finalists from this year, um, the rebels, um, that's yeah. Chatting and Twitter are really the, my main time so wasters. Like work. It's your networking. Yeah. It does, right? It's hard. And plus, I started using Twitter yeah. as my main source of news because I thought it would be more efficient. Yes, that too. Like, oh, I'm just going to go scroll oh God, through the headlines not. real quick, see what's going on today. I can't get sucked into that. And then you get, yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You get sucked in. All right. If you, on your next vacation, would you pick mountains or beach? Mm. Neither. Okay. I guess beach. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. I'm from New York. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it depends on sometimes it depends on where you've grown up and you've moved or I don't oh, know. Native New Yorker right here. 
So it's soda in New York. Soda, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Abs, forearms, or chiseled jaw? Mm. I get... <laughs> it's a hard one. I was going to say all of the above, but... um. <laughs> I think it might be forearms, actually. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Underappreciated there. Are you more likely to buy a, a book cover with abs on it or with a beach? Uh, probably abs. And this is the very important last question. What are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? So <laughs> my mom used to do that. And in hindsight, she used to do that with romance novels. So now I'm like, what? Like, they were all going to end happily. What was she looking for? But she would turn to the end and I'd be like, Mom, what are you doing? And she'd be like, I want to know if I'm going to like the ending. <laughs> um, and it was easier when we were, you know, in a bookstore browsing the books and she'd have like a whole stack of them and go to the end. Um, now I think I don't do it, um, but... I, I can't tell if it would be easier or harder with an ebook. Mm. I don't know. I don't do it, so. I think there's an extra step. But there. I also make sure I'm reading romance novels that I know how they're gonna end. It's actually why I stopped reading a lot of like lit fic Ugh. and stuff like that because I just I was like I don't want to be surprised with like the hero dying. I was burned. I don't I want know. that anymore. I was burned badly. I mean, in in all fairness, I was postpartum and very emotional, but I. I will never forget I was reading something and then like there was like a kid that died at the end and I I I didn't read for like three months after that I was so oh my gosh like this this can never happen again and that's probably why I started writing just to make sure (laughs) that never happened again in my life make ensure the happy ending yeah I saw um atonement in movie theaters when it came out and I was so like oh my god at the end I was like what mm-hmm. <laughs> and after that I was like I just I, I don't want to be subjected hate, to that hate, anymore hate I mean I have gone on rants about that stupid movie because you think it's one thing oh and then it turns into another nope yes nope. <laughs> yeah I have I had a lot of when rage for that movie people tell me they like it I judge I mean, not judge you as yeah. a person if you're out there and you like that. I just I just know that we would like different types of stories. Yeah, I'm like, really? You <laughs> did? Okay. Well, don't ask me for book recommendations. And well, I won't ask won't you get either. To it, uh, into it on the recording. But speaking of HEAs, we might have to have a quick talk about <clears throat> Game of Thrones last night. But because <laughs> I saw some yeah, of your tweets this please. morning. <laughs> I need to talk to her about that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. I cannot wait. Once again, we are looking forward to Take the Lead, Alexis Doria's debut contemporary romance novel, releasing on October 3rd. And um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Lindsay. This was really fun. Thank you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review.
And if you want to share your love of a book with the world, you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment. Or, this is the fun part, I have an actual phone number in our show notes. Call, leave a message about a book that you love and you want the world to know about, and I will try to play your voicemail on the air so that you can be a part of this podcast, which, after all, is all about reading and readers. This is Lindsay Emery on Women With Books. Keep reading.